Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today we're doing the developer spotlight finale and that finale is Hades. But more importantly, Craig, what yes. game do you get bored of? Um, I got bored of The Sims 4 rather quickly. Wrong answer. Rather. The answer was actually Euro Truck Simulator 2019. No, I knew you were going to say Euro Truck Simulator and no, <laughs> I disagree. It is actually not boring. Can we agree on Farming Simulator? Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, good shout. Farming Simulator 2019. I I started playing that. I was really engaged with it for half an hour. And then I was enjoying it for another 45 minutes. And then for... It's like, yeah, wall, Dave, within two hours, you're like, why am I just plowing this field still? Craig, if you don't shut up, I'm going to stuff you into a hay baler. I, I mean, if we turned or it in, if, if that was Farming Simulator, I would be down for it. <laughs> the Fargo DLC? Exactly, yeah, yeah. We just get rid of bodies. All right, and after I kill you, perhaps you will go to Hades. You see what we did there, ladies and gentlemen? We are professionals. I don't get it. Craig, you don't sound too excited. Oh, I So yes, today we're talking about Hades, which will wrap up the super giant happy massive games developer spotlight. Uh, with me to plumb the depths of hell is my good friend Craig. Hello, I am plumbing the depths of hell. And you can only plumb with a deep voice. That's because it's the, the the depths of hell. The the higher up you get, the, the higher your voice gets. I don't know how physics works. All right. When we have the inevitable Olympus DLC, I expect you to do it in a squeaky, tinny voice. Oh, hang on. Right, just don't... Like, the closer you are to the centre of the Earth, the faster time goes by. Like, I mean, like, rotationally, a day could then be, like, four hours if you were really close to the centre of Earth. Because it, it would be spinning so fast. Theoretically? So does that mean that your voice would be squeaky? Because it's going No, because it, it wouldn't affect your voice at all, Craig. Yeah, okay. I'm a scientist. I know that... I, I have no... I have no idea. <laughs> all I will say is... Octopuses are cool. They are. How, how come it is that we talk about... You know, like... We talk seriously about the games that maybe don't deserve it sometimes. And then when you get a serious game, we're like... Would your voice go squeaky if you were towards the centre of the earth? <laughs> Why does this always happen? Um, how about how about we, we talk seriously when we're playing a game together, a la Divinity, uh -huh. but when it comes time to talk about that game seriously, we're a bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we should actually record while we're playing Divinity, and then we would probably... We really should. Yeah. <gasps> okay, uh, so, Hades. I will read the stats, and that will get us onto the right track Cool. Here. That sounds good. Uh, okay, so Hades was developed by Supergiant Games and directed by Greg Kasavin. The music was, of course, composed by Darren Korb. Now, this was released for Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, so they finally do have a game to play, and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it released September 17th on all platforms, 2020, Year of the Devil. This is probably on like the under the retro rewind moniker this is the most recent game like this is newer than some of our bit effect oh, games God, yeah, yeah, this is, like um as i've been tagging these on the the um podcast website i haven't actually tagged these as retro rewinds because although we're approaching them like a retro rewind they're, yeah. they're hella new games our rule for retro rewinds is 10 years old or older which 10 years old i mean we're soon going to be like 2011, and 2011 always seems close, and I don't know why. It's not anymore, but it seems close. That's just um, desperately trying to cling on to the past. Uh, I, I, I'm not really a huge fan of the Klingons, but yeah, they're <laughs> all right. I don't know what old Klingons were like in the past, but you know. Anyway, so, Star Trek talk done. Hades is a roguelite hack-and-slash isometric 
game. Uh, if you have played something like Children of Morta, then you will, which is which is a very popular uh, roguelike, or it should be, uh, you'll know what you're getting into. It, it's not top-down like Binding of Isaac or Enter the Gungeon. It's very much almost the style of Bastion. Just move the camera a couple more degrees, and you'll have what the play field of Hades looks like. Um, in terms of gameplay, it is very much a roguelite, not a roguelike, because while you do die often, you're out. She's most of your progress. I'd say like 80% of your progress carries over in between deaths. And that's mostly due to its unlock system. You have uh, unlocks that unlock more health. Uh, you hit harder. You do stronger backstabs. Um, you can unlock abilities that add like health regenerating rooms inside the dungeons. Uh, there's a lot that you can do to mitigate the death problem if that is a problem. And it is something we're going to talk about because Craig very much is death averse because he's a pansy and he never shopped at Hot Topic. <laughs> um, kind of like Binding of Isaac, this has kind of a rotation of areas it does. You will always hit these areas, but everything in them is procedurally generated. So the areas are, if you know your Greek mythology, they are Tartarus. Asphodel, Elysium, and then finally the Temple of Styx before you hit the surface where you will meet Daddy Boy. And Daddy will be like, Oi, son, get back down there. And uh, you'll be like, Ew. And then he'll be like, Oi, we're going to fight then. Uh, and then, then you fight Hades and that finishes your run. Um, okay, what kind of sets this apart in the roguelike category is something interesting it does that I don't like. But I will not ever say is bad. When you get a choice of rooms when you're moving. So you clear a room, you'll see two doors. They will have these two little symbols on them. One will be like jewels and maybe it'll be a key or maybe it'll be Gilbert Gottfried's face for some reason. Or it'll be uh, a symbol of Zeus. Yeah, it'll be Afro Aphrodite. It'll be Hermes. It'll be so that means when you clear that room that you will go into, you will get that reward from that specific god. So uh, if you clear with the lightning bolt, Zeus shows up. Zeus has abilities that lend itself to certain types of builds. Uh, a lot of chain lightning, a lot of area denial damage, a lot of um, lightning-based things, obviously. Uh, whereas if you had gone with Dionysus, uh, it would be very poison-related. Um, a lot of uh, abilities like Hangover, where it does damage over time, things like that. So what your each run boils down to is finding the god you like for this specific playstyle that you're going for. So maybe maybe you want to be very shield-based, so you stay with Athena. Or maybe you want to be more range-based, so you go Artemis. There's a lot of critical hit stuff. and um, It also depends on what weapon you decide to bring. There are nine different weapons. So... In most roguelikes, likes, lights, uh, let's take Binding of Isaac. That's probably the most famous one in terms of recent. Like, everybody knows Binding of Isaac, right? Like, yeah. even you know Binding yeah, of Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? know Binding of Isaac. If okay. not, if not, so, played a great deal of it. I thought Gungeon was more popular, maybe? Maybe not. I, I, okay, I well, let's use, let's use Gungeon as an example. It, it, I, mean, I mean, Gungeon is pretty much basing on, you know, building on the bones of Isaac. Yeah. So, in the Gungeon... Uh, a lot of times you will just clear something and poof, there's your reward. It, it pulls from a pool of like, okay, here, this is a treasure room. You can get this pool given to you, but it's completely random. Um, in Hades, what it does is every time you call on a god, so when you finish a room and you click their little symbol and it, boom, hi, nephew, I like thunder, have a bolt. Um, you will get a list of things you can choose from. And generally, there's one uh, attack skill, there's one range skill, there's one dash skill, and then they have kind of passive skills that can be thrown in there. Uh, I, I kind of don't like that. I, I, I much prefer the completely random because you can get some bonkers builds. Uh, see, this is this is what I, I this is the bit that I liked was being able to like for the first forty five minutes of playing this, I was like. Building up attack, attack, or my special attack. Even sorry, it was special, special, special. Um, it it made me feel like I could tweak it to what I wanted. Which I don't know. 
um, if you want to know this at this stage of the conversation. But I basically tried to build the Red Prince inside this game. <laughs> so lots of lots of ranged. Lots, lots of ranged. ranged. I had my bow and arrow th- crossbow type thing. I was ploughing everything into special, which is basically an arrow spray. And yep, yep. Um, everything was geared towards that because it's what I felt comfortable in, and it's where the conflicting. I don't like roguelikes, but I really liked having that control over it type thing came from. All right, now, uh, why I don't like it as much as the completely random is, is it blocks off game breaking in an odd way. Like, a lot of roguelikes are based on, can you get the right item pool and use them correctly to break the game? Mm -hmm. And that's what makes a run fun. Um, so here's a couple examples. So if if you get the bonus to your special from Dionysus, the wine guy, yeah, uh, it will add a DOT onto it. Yeah, but you also cannot take Aphrodite's special because that overwrites Dionysus's. Whereas if it was truly random, you could have like six different abilities that all work off of special. Yeah, and so then it becomes a run where okay. I'm just going to buff my special because it's already started really strong. Okay. And, you know, you could use it and then apply six different debuffs to an enemy. Uh, I don't I don't think it's bad. I think it, it's just a an, an different way to go because once you factor in, did you get to the... Well, first off, boy, I'm sorry. Uh, you can tell I really like roguelikes because I'm jumping right in. Uh, first, your history with Hades and your first impressions. Okay, so history with Hades. I did know about this game, unlike... All of the Behemoth games, I really, really, really kind of thought I kind of like the look of this because of like super giant games in the past and blah blah blah. Um, but upon finding out it was roguelike, I was almost immediately turned off, and I wouldn't have played it had it not been for recording this. But first impression wise, I would say that I was pleasantly surprised in the same way that I was surprised pleasantly by something like Dead Cells or other or Gungeon or other roguelikes that I've I've taken to in the initially I really I really like the momentum you you, you build up so Dead Cells is very roguelike I don't know the terminology I don't know if it's roguelike or roguelike Okay, okay. Uh, your quick basic is uh, anybody who's like, that's not a roguelike, that's a roguelike, should be shot. Okay. Um, the definition has changed over the years, but like in the strictest of terms, roguelike means you lose everything. No progress can, no progress saved, no map saved, no, no nothing saved. You die, you start fresh. Uh-huh. That's a roguelike. Roguelite is where you save some progress, okay. whether it be, you know, items or... or Personal growth or things oh, like that. Oh no! Right. Okay. That that make that makes incredible sense because I was trying to differentiate them with a third category, which was another rogue type game where you lost everything. So I thought it was another thing that you lost everything, and a rogue like was you didn't lose everything, but you you know what I mean. Oh yeah, no, no, ro- like the original game Rogue. Uh huh. Uh, was very much at every game you start is fresh. You okay. carry nothing. I just thought they were all that, and then roguelike and ro- right. Okay, that makes perfect sense. In that case, um, I got on well with roguelites, like roguelites. Like, it's it's fine. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like um, dead cells. So I had that initial burst of enthusiasm. This is the one for me. I'm going to do this. I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels. I like the way it plays. I can understand what I'm leveling up and I'm just going to get on with it. But I hit the same wall that I hit every single time and I'm like, I'm fucking fed up doing this. <laughs> uh, 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 even though I love roguelites and likes, I didn't like Dead Cells. Yeah. I didn't like the attempts at humor. I didn't like how massively repetitive it was in the beginning. Oh, it's really... Like, it's very, very repetitive. Yeah. It doesn't give you that Gungeon or Isaac thing where it's like, okay, I know I'm in the basement, but the enemies might be different. The floor mm-hmm. layout's different. That kind of stuff. I didn't, um, you, there's also one... 
I consider roguelite. I don't know if it generally is, but you also like Darkest Dungeon quite a bit. I do. I do. And Darkest Dungeon is very roguelite. Is it? I mean, well, think about it. Your characters have permadeath. Uh Uh-huh. If you die, you lose everything. You can upgrade things at home that help in the dungeon. Yeah. But you can't save progress in the dungeon. And in terms of like, oh, I made it this far with Team A. I can start from there in Team B. Yeah. Uh, all the layouts are randomized. It's very roguelite. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, in, in those bullet points, I would say it was the gentlest of rogue. Light. Gentle, of course, being a relative term when it comes to darkest. Oh dungeons. yeah, because like the game itself is a bastard. But I mean, you've got in that game you've got a roster of God knows how many people that you can level up. Yeah. So it's not like you lose your main player character and then you're back at start. You you've got you've got backfill. Yeah, I guess you never do lose progress, which is why it's kind of sticky. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can lose progress in individual dungeons and yeah. boss fights, but you don't overall. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, that is a sticky one. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about Darkest Dungeon. We already did that. Boy, howdy, we need to play the Crimson Court. <laughs> um, so, um, for me, Hades was something that I was always hoping would come to a console, like a, a, an Xbox or a PlayStation, kind of for the same reason uh, I mentioned on Pit People. Yeah. I just I, I I like trying to platinum like I've almost platinumed Isaac, and I've almost platinumed Gungeon. Like it's something I like working towards. I have twenty minutes. I'm gonna try a run. You know, try some new items, things like that. It gives me a checklist because otherwise, roguelites for me become very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, undirectional. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very. Uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna uh, do a run. I don't know. I guess I'll use Athena this time. You know, I, I like having. Trophies is kind of a checklist of things to do. So I waited, I waited, I waited, and it didn't come. And I'm like, well, we're going to do the show, so I need to get it on the Switch. Yeah. Um, this was the one I was looking forward to the most because of it being roguelite and because of the subject matter. I really like Greek mythology. Uh, it's something I've, I've liked there since I was a kid. I mean, you tell a kid, there's like, hey, there's a cyclops. Oh, I got a burning stick in his eye. Oh, this is really cool. Uh, it, it's something that I, I always like in a game. I mean, it's been kind of overdone in games now. Thanks probably to God of War. Mm-hmm. Probably. But uh, it's something that always piques my interest whenever I see it still. Uh, what about you, out of curiosity? Are you a big mythology guy? Oh, you know, I, I kind of like my Greek mythology a, a wee bit. I like my Norse mythology. Um, I'm far more attracted to that than the historical things that you that, that we all we often talk about and clash heads with, like um, you know, like periods of history, like Roman history, or or you know, like when we were playing what was it? yeah, uh, what was the gladiator game? Gladius, Gladius, that kind of thing. So I like it, and I can buy into. It. It's not like I read books on it, but I. I, I knew what Hades was and I saw different names and I thought, I, n- I know who you are. I know roughly who you are. So that it's, it, it endears me to it. Okay. that's I mean, it's nice because like everybody knows who Zeus is. So you don't have to take time explaining who Zeus yeah. is. You don't have to take time setting up character. You know, oh, well, it's Zeus. Oh, this is the spin they have on yeah. it. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, for me, for me, this was a big one. And then I finally played it. And I was like, oh, oh, this is good. Oh, this is real good. Um, I really like this game. I like it enough to stop playing it, if that makes sense. Because I want 200% it, but again, I like having those trophies. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to wait, and hopefully it'll come to PS5. I don't know what's going on, if it's specifically licensed only to switch what you know it might be like cuphead kind of thing where in a year and a half yeah. it'll it'll come to other consoles uh, i know it was, an, it was an epic store thingy for a while wasn't it where it was only available on epic oh i'm not that sure but maybe okay that's fair enough um but yeah okay so what sets this apart uh is well let's talk about the super giantness of it mm-hmm. first it's there and spades to uh, me. Your main character Zagreus. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh no, on you go. Is very much a super giant protagonist. Mm-hmm. 
he is. <sighs> I don't know how to say it without being like mean about it. Mm -hmm. He's a douchebag. Um, he 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 deserves to get slapped. Since Yakuza is on my screen, <laughs> probably slapped by Ichiban. He deserves it. Um, a very disaffected youth, very um, kind of apathetic towards everything oh. kind of guy. And you, messy, you just kind messy of want to slap him. A bit like, oh. Yeah, yeah. He, Why he, he shops me? at Hot Topic. Why can't I just do yeah. what I want? Where's my mom? It's like, dude, you look like you're 28. You don't care about your mom anymore. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, yes, over the course of the game, you will run into all, all the Olympians, but only in the actual game do you get to talk to the Olympians. And even then, it's only like one or two lines of dialogue, and then you choose your ability. Um, but in the little home hub area, uh, you have pretty much the greatest hits of the underworld. So, you know, you, you have Cerberus, you have um, the Perseus, you have Hades, you have Megara, you have all these... All these People that you you know, Achilles. If you even once watched Hercules, yeah, yeah, Achilles. Uh, I forget, I forget the, the 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 guy that you meet as soon as you walk in. I forget his name. Uh, it's kind of high, squeaky voiced yeah. guy. I can't remember his name. Call him Fred. Yeah, Fred. No, Frank. Let's, Fred. let's keep it distinguished. Frank. Okay, okay, Frank. Um, so in this hub area is where you do a lot of your upgrading. So if you go to like Zagreus's bedroom, you have a mirror where you can upgrade yourself personally. But outside of that, you can upgrade the dungeons that you'll be going through. So they have like, oh, now when you break pots, there's a chance there will be coin. And or you can go to the little vendor exchange and exchange the different currencies that you can get. Because there's like four or five of them that every do something specific. Um, stuff like that. So it's it's kind of very bastiony and not at the same time. Yeah, it, to me, like over the the, the the course of time, I felt like I played it. I felt like it's bastion, but if you died, you had to start again. It's basically that kind of feeling of you've got your hub of upgrades, and then you just you you know you crack on. It's 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 part of the reason why I was turned off from it was. I felt like there must be a story there that needs to be told, but I'm going to suffer because I have to keep on dying to get told the story. All right. Speaking of the story, let's get that out there right now. I don't want to discuss the story because this is really new. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of haven't done anything this new without having spoilers, but it's not really that important to it. The story is functional. Uh, it was cool to see characters I know. Yeah. But it wasn't great like Bastion or even okay. Transistor okay. to me. How did it sit for you? I mean, I, I literally, I, from what I understand from the story, it does feel like a more... Um, it's it's more the reason why you're playing a game. It, the story... Oh, God. Hang on. I'm trying to form in English what my brain is saying. But it's a, a very simple impetus for playing the game rather than the primary driver for playing the game. It's You're not trying to find out more story. You're trying to just escape. You want to play the game and the, the story is a nice little side thing that goes on during yes. this. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, uh, the, I, I beat... Okay, so I finished it once. And I don't mean finish it like you finish a roguelike. I mean, like, I escaped Hades once. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was like, okay... I, I could dig more of this, but I'm going to put it down for now. Um, and it very much has that thing of, you escape Hades, but there's a reason you got to stay there. So you got to try to break out. again. You know, it, it's very much the story tries to have a good impetus for you to keep going through the game. Because okay. having an end would be pointless in a roguelike, yeah. really. Um, but it, it's all right. Like I, like I said, other than like the characters of like, oh, I know you and I know you. And look, there's the Minotaur. Um, that was about all the enjoyment I got out of it. I actually find Zagreus really annoying. Like, I mean, come on, his, his dad's trying to do a good job. Uh -huh. He's just he's just running the underworld. He ain't got time for your stupid shit. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt the same, although it does... It, uh, he is annoying, but I do I do think they do it well. Like if 
he can't be it feels genuine yeah that's uh, uh, it feels like it's on purpose it, he's maybe not purposefully annoying but he's really well written to elicit feelings <laughs> yeah okay like put it this way if you met a teen like Zagreus he would not seem abnormal mm-hmm he, it's kind of the way that you just lose patience with a teenager when you're in your 30s. You, you, just, you just do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can't say uh, he's a bad character. I just don't like him. Um, uh, let's talk weapons, because this is something that most roguelites do not do. I mean, some of them do. Like, if you're playing Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, they sort of do. But, uh, which is one you should totally play, Craig, because Chocobos are cool. But uh, there are, let's see, how many different weapons? It's it's eight, eight, right? I think it's eight, yeah. Or I believe there's an unlockable nine. Okay. I, I, I believe. But uh, when you first start the game, you have a choice of exactly one weapon. And once you, you die and you, you go back home, it opens the rest of your armory. And you have each one of these plays very differently, but I did notice each one of them kind of lines up with a Bastion weapon. Yeah, yeah. In terms of how it plays, like, uh, the sword is very much just like the machete. It's quick. It's not very rangy, but, you know, you can get a lot of really cool abilities for it that make it very mobile. Um, uh, next, you have the spear. And the spear plays like the spear in Bastion. It's it's longer animations, so you're, you're stuck a little bit. Unless you upgrade attack speed, and then that thing is a monster. Uh, but it lets you keep a little bit of range between them while still being melee, because certain abilities only tick off a of melee, so you may want to stay melee. Uh, then you have the shield, which is my favorite. Huh? Uh, I like the shield a lot. Uh, it, it, it's exactly what it says on the tin. You can become Captain America. Or you can stand in the corner and block forever and block everything, and then... Bull rush them. So it works very well for, like, new. Like, okay, I don't know what this enemy does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send a block everything and learn. Uh, after that, you have my second favorite, which is the bow. Yep. Uh, I like the bow quite a bit. I, I was a bowman. Um, once once you get for far enough in, you can get an ability to where if you hit them with the main attack, your X arrow spray, all the arrows home in on whoever you just hit. Oh, so it's crap. like plunk and then shoot <laughs> and then plunk and then poof. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great, especially if you have like a DOT that stacks. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Uh, after that, you have the claws. The claws. Whew, couldn't remember that. Um, actually, you know what? That might be the only one that doesn't have an analogy for Bastion. Would be the the the, yeah. the gloves, the claws. I can't think of one anyway. So uh, yeah, this is kind of what you would think. It's very hard hitting, very fast, but you're very close. So, you know, that's kind of what you're working with. And the last is the rifle, which I thought I would like. But it's kind of like mixing the sniper riper, sniper riper. Boy, that could have went south fast. (laughs) The sniper rifle and the calamity cannon. Yeah. So your special becomes pretty much the calamity cannon. Um, And this, this by itself would be good. Like, this is a good mixture of uh, weapons that change your playstyle enough to keep things interesting. But they do go that extra step, and each of these weapons can be upgraded down certain trees that make them behave quite differently sometimes. So, um, there's a lot going on in terms of mechanics. And I like that they finally did a game where mechanics take precedence. They do. The, like this, very this might be the first one. So, um, like, out of curiosity, um, did you try all the weapons, or was it no. just kind of, ooh, it's a bow? No, I um, I stuck with the. Obviously, you go through the first bit with the sword, uh, grab the bow, and I was kind of like, the bow is for me. I like the bow. Um, I oddly. The only reason I stopped playing this and I did not beat an in inverted commas at all. I, I played it for a fraction of. You didn't finish a run. Yeah, I played it for a fraction of the time that you did, probably. But the only reason I stopped was because I thought this might be the one that I actually want to play, but I want to play it on the PlayStation. 
or the Xbox. Oh, so yeah, kind of the same thing I did. Yeah, um, because I liked I, I liked the way it felt, and I would like to explore the weapons. And I kind of thought I could see myself kind of falling into it a wee bit more and a wee bit more. Um, so yeah, the, the bow for me was where I where I kind of naturally gravitate towards in every single game known to man. It's either bows or daggers. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the bow, and um, I I just played it um, like how we played or like how I played pit people last week. You can start with the bow and the arrow spray and just softly move your for a lot of the stages or the, a lot of the rooms softly move your way forward, annihilating everything with arrow spray, like triangle, 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 or yeah. whatever. Um, works an absolute treat. Uh, so I didn't bother with the, the spear doesn't do anything for me the shield to me felt like it was a parry job and just because the natural thing I think with the shield is oh god I'm going to have to do something with timing and parrying and it's just that's not Time parries, that's yeah. not me that's not me um, so I didn't bother uh, yeah so um, that, that was that well uh I'm not 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 trying to be a dick here. I, I was hoping you would play further, but again, if it hits PlayStation Five, we might actually come back and revisit this. Mm-hmm. But um, because roguelites always go through this two-step progression, right? Um, first, you start, and your number one priority is always survival. Okay, I have to get to the end. I have to survive the end boss. And eventually, you become so familiar with the mechanics that your priorities switch from survival to, all right, how fast can I get to the end boss? How fast can I do this? I need to, because you know you're going to have to do like 100 runs. Yeah. So you're like, all right, all right, let's get. So uh, this, uh, I played enough to where it, it clicked into the fast mode. Uh. So you start taking things that don't help you survive. They just do more damage. And you do that nice little switch from survival okay. to speed which is what I, I really like that about roguelites that okay okay but that is where um and my less or, or more most recent roguelite dead, dead cells as i said before that is the point at which i immediately switched off from it it was when that I, I stopped trying to get through the level and kill everyone i just wanted to get because i could quickly get through a few levels and you can skip levels if you get to the end quick enough of each maze um that's where i stopped enjoying it was where it became about speed because i prefer exploration and leveling up and everything that takes a slow amount of time i prefer that to speed that's fair enough. I mean, I mean, I'm not like this with any other genre. Yeah. If I'm playing a racing game, I don't. I could give less of a crap about time attack. I could give less of a crap about platforming speed runs. It's only with roguelites where it's like, okay, I want to see everything this game has to offer. How can we maximize? Yeah, I mean, like efficiency. It, it, it totally, it totally makes sense. But I think that to me, what attracts me to Hades that that hasn't attracted me about anything else is the amount of stuff that is um, persistent so it feels almost like if I put time into it I could almost just get through it on time alone because I'm I'm levelling up so many different attributes that if it's not about speed time it does it does have that Dragon Quest ethos yeah, to it doesn't yeah. it of the well if you can't make it by skill just put some time yeah, into yeah. it and, and like I'm totally because it's it's not so much about um, the speed for me at all. The speed is, is irrelevant. So that time and levelling up and just carefully getting through something would far rather turn me on. Okay, and I see, uh, like, um, okay, did you get far enough to where you start getting, um, to keep this as unspoilery as possible, uh, little vials of juice you can give people? No. I don't think okay. so. Either little orange vials of juice that you give to somebody and then you have a conversation. Oh, no, no. It kind of no. unlocks conversation. No. Okay. Um, that's something. And, and they're they're kind of random drops, kind of guaranteed to drop if, if you go into certain rooms and things like that. And so, like, once I hit that point, I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to want to talk to everybody to unlock because they also unlock skills for you to use. Okay. 
if you've given them enough conversation juice. And so then it becomes, okay, okay, uh, I don't care if I make it into this run, I'm farming for this juice. So you get five rooms in, you get your juice, you die. Okay. Uh, you don't even worry about trying to finish it. It becomes that kind of mindset for me. Um, but I, I would like... Oh, go ahead. Okay, apart from like trophies and checklists aside, and this is a far wider question, but then what's the point? What's the point of what? Like, you've escaped the underworld, you've beat Hades... Oh, is it a story-driven point? Is that what you were saying earlier? That you don't want to... Yes, yeah, there's there's a story-driven okay. point. Like, you unlock a, let's say, 70% of the story, and then after you defeat it another three times, you get another 10%, and then you right. complete it another three times, you get another 5%, that kind okay. of thing. They're constantly feeding you story yeah. if you finish okay. it. Okay, that, that's, that's the bit I was missing, was I thought, if it's not, if it doesn't have an end... Then you're just com- you're going round in circles, and that that's that's again where it would turn off because it would be about how quickly can I get to the end, and I'm like I don't I don't care how quick I do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, to use an odd uh, example, it's kind of the same thing with Monster Hunter, right? You're hunting, uh, let's say, uh, there's too many monsters to name. Um, Okay, you're hunting a Brachidios, right? And the first time you go out there, it's like skinny your teeth. You're down to your last cart. Oh, but you downed him. That's good. And then you're like, oh, crap. I need six of his claws if I want to get his armor. Yep. So then it switches from, okay, I know what he does. I can survive it. Okay, what's the most efficient way to take down Brachidios? It, it, Monster Hunter is – maybe that's why I like it so much. It's very much about these two stages that you go from survival to farming. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but I I kind of I kind of like it Monster Hunter because it's it's very active. So in like that example, you know, like I need to farm that, so I'm going to take some water daggers and I'm going to stab the absolute living shit out of that thing a lot of times. Um, so I I kind of like that, but that to me, it's again, it's not about time. Oh, it's not about speed. It's about time. It's about putting the time in to do the thing, to do the thing. And I, I, I like investing my time in that way. If if you see a return. Yeah. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so m- moving on to something. Because this is, oddly, getting a lot of Game of the Year noms. Yeah. Right? I'm like, really? This is a good game. I don't see it being Game of the Year, but that's, that's a personal thing. And... um. So I would like to mention like some things I don't like about this game. Um, uh, mechanical, not not like I don't like Zagreus. Okay. That's fine. But uh, so in things like Binding of Isaac, in Gungeon, in Children of Morda, even there's a little bit of it. Um, if you get to the boss of the first floor, it could be one of eight bosses, and then you get to the second floor, it could be one of eight different bosses, mm-hmm. and you you know the, you never really know what yeah. bo- what you're gonna fight, which is what makes it fun. In this. You have one of three bosses, and then the rest are fixed for the rest of the run. You're always going to... Spoilers if you care about what bosses you fight. You're always going to fight the one, two, three, four... Okay, you're always going to fight the Bone Hydra. You're always going to fight the Minotaur. You're always going to fight Hades at the end. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, that's fine. You can always fight Mom at the end of Isaac, but then you go on later and you always fight... You can fight Mega Satan. You can fight... A bunch of other stuff. You can fight Hush. Yeah. But this has that very locked yeah. uh, boss. And there's a part of me that likes it because, okay, now I can take a Dark Souls approach or a Monster Hunter approach and learn the boss. And that way, even if I have a bad build, I have a chance of yeah. beating it. But like you are with exploration, I like new monsters. I like new bosses. I like that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I kind of think that's, that's a bit of a failing for me personally. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Like anything that just clangs on you? Um, no, I think everything, everything that I could have said that I remotely disliked about it, is mitigated by the fact that you keep most of your progress when you die. I think that's that's the kind of crux okay. of the whole thing for me. Is if I'm gonna have to do it and I'm gonna get through the game, if I'm keeping most of what I put in, then I'm I'm happy with it. That's fair enough. Uh, what do you say we bring this to a close? Um, My good friend. Hades Nuts are happy for that approach. No, that didn't work either. 
Do you know what, Dave? Are you done? Yeah, these game puns are my Achilles heel. Should I counter with saying balderdash, or would you not get it? I think I think we should just bring it to a close. Before I speak again. <laughs> anyway, okay. All that aside. Uh, all that aside. Um, Super Giant. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah, At the end of this, I'm very torn about Super Giant. Because their highs are very high. Higher than the behemoth, I uh-huh. think. But having played through them all, their very highest is Hades. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I will always have an if like we talked about, always have an affinity for Bastion. Transistor was meh. Pyre was awful. So, yeah, okay, so I, I don't know where to sit with Supergiant. I think I'm going to give the side-eye to everything they released, as as in, do I like this genre? Because, boy, Pyre, Pyre, I'm still really torn about Pyre, yeah. man. Because I wouldn't go back and play Bastion, I wouldn't go back and play Transistor, and I, I would go back and play Hades, and I would go back and play Pyre. But Pyre was awful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, what about you? Um, so, where I talked about that curve, the behemoth curve of awesomeness, yeah. I think the best, uh, like you, the best of Supergiant is above pit people. Uh, but for me, it's Transistor is the best yeah. of Supergiant, obviously. You, you, you would say that I would go back and play Transistor I probably would go back and play Bastion as well um, Pyre took a horrible nosedive for me and then mm-hmm. what I see in Hades and and why I will return to it and um, try it like I'll give it a, the college try as we keep saying um, is because it feels like it feels like Supergiant make really beautiful, really polished versions of, or really polished games of specific genres. And it's only if you like that genre that you might attach yourself to it. And that's why we're split. We're totally split about what ones we like. Um, So it totally depends on, they could come out next and they could say, we're making a rail shooter. <laughs> you know, and I, I would, that might actually be interesting. <laughs> you know, if they came out and said we're making a real shooter, be like, oh, okay, then let's let's give it give it a try. Let's see what happens because what they make is a really way the behemoth we saw a journey of they've got an idea they want to make really funny, really kind of cartoony, awesome games, and they got better and better and better at it. I think Supergiant started being really good at making games and and it's the genre hopping that is given that chart the up and downs peaks and troughs ooh 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 ooh, ooh. now see I will disagree with you there which means we can no longer be friends that's how the internet works um again I think Supergiant has made nothing but bad games until now now hear me out Bastion it's a special, very special something, mm-hmm. right? But nobody's all like, dude, the gameplay of Bastion, amazing. Transistor is your Bastion. Mm-hmm. It is something very special. But nobody's really that... I, I, at least, was never that excited about the gameplay. It was very shallow. It was very bustable. It was very... Bleh, it became a chore to do. Pyre, the less said about the gameplay, the better. So they've never made any good mechanical okay. games until this point. I see, it's yeah. sorry. Like everything has always been. No, the story of this is really good. 
The writing is really good. The oh. visuals are really good. It's never been the gameplay is good. Dave. This is a terrible what? analogy. But the trappings and the artwork and the lavishness and the passion that goes into them making games. Do you not think you might have said it best when you said, why the fuck doesn't David Cage just go off and make a film? <laughs> Should hire just make animated movies? You know what I mean? It's I'll, I'll tell you what. If the last game wasn't Hades, I would agree. 100%. Hades, Hades has enough of a cool spin and enough mechanical difference to be like, oh, you made a game. Yeah. Congratulations. You've, you've finally done it. But yeah, if we ended with Pyre, it'd be like, guys, just make a yeah. movie. Make a movie, make an audio drama, make a, make a visual novel, whatever. But yeah, like, I mean, anytime you go back to playing Transistor, do you really do it for the gameplay? And I'm not saying this confrontationally. I'm curious. How dare you confront me like this? Um, uh, no, not not particularly. It's it's the whole. I I get the whole package kind of feel from it. The the gameplay is not. I'm not like. Oh, I really yeah. feel like some of those battles. It's it's the whole thing. And I did I did a little bit of reading afterwards uh, after we did the episode on Pyre, and even there, like nobody's like, dude basketball it's great everybody's like oh the stories are great uh -huh. the characters are great hey they bafflingly like that stupid dog with the stupid uh -huh. mustache but that's personal taste oh. um nobody's ever like the game is Do you know great. what hades said to me as well or what it illustrated or what it what it shouted was i was gonna say it, it, talked it to didn't you? talk to me directly no and i don't know if it's reading too much into it but i really really like uh, the bastion transistor isometric angle i really like bastion's hack and slashy isometric rollabout and hit things but what hades felt like is it felt like the bastion model but it, it took the aesthetic of pyre it took that lavish colorful draped loveliness and applied it to that bastion he feels so it, it it looks and feels great to me like you can yes. see bastion no, no, can I say that? You could see Bastion being not remastered, but repainted in that Pyre way, in that Hades way. It yeah. could be more colourful and bright. Like, Bastion's very muted and very... Well, I mean, if that's thematic. Yeah, it is too. thematic, but it's, there's an evolution there. And, I know yeah. what you mean, but yeah. Anyway. It, it, it does, by comparison, Bastion almost feels crude. Yeah. Um, and, and one, one, the first thing I did, the first thing I did in this game to see if it was going to be another pyre for me was, can you animation cancel? Oh, and you okay, can, yeah. which means they got rid of that pyre. No, we must play all animations fully yeah. to the end. Every time it's like, okay, did good. You, you guys did. Did you it. notice as well? One of your complaints is the slightly changed the modifier options. So it's no longer a grid of like 12 different things that you can do. Yes, I did notice that. I did notice that. It's, it's just amazing how they um, took... I like to think... It's... Yeah, yeah, they, they listen to me, obviously. Um, I like how the fact that God so, yeah. Mode has different implications for this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we are about ready to wrap this mm -hmm. up. So... Uh, Supergiant, if you learn anything from this game, it's please please put it on other platformers, platforms, not platformers, mm -hmm. and uh, good job. Yeah. Like like honestly, good job. This is this is a hell of a game. Uh, would it be in your game of the year running? Uh, 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 are you talking top three, top five, top ten? Top ten, yes. Top, oh really? Top, okay. Top five. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean. All right, so with the end of Hades comes the end of an era. And by era, we mean nothing important at all. So after Hades is done, which it is exactly right now, we will be going back to the episode format that follows year by year. So uh, we will be starting with, if I can think of it correctly, Lunar yes, Pool. Yes, that is correct. In 1985. Uh, 
So if you have any thoughts on, well, any of the games we've done so far, you can do it on biteffect.com where you can get a hold of us and let us know what you think, why we're wrong, why this is actually game of the year, all that fun stuff. Um, we might not reply to it because we're lazy, <laughs> but we do read it all. And it is fun to read it all. Like, I really enjoy when we get letters, not letters, but you know what I mean, comments from people. It's fun. Uh, don't worry about rating or reviews because that is for good podcasts, not this one. And I guess thank you very much for coming on this journey with us. We've been to... Ooh. Let's see, it's too bad we didn't have a game that started in a version of Hell because we could have said to Hell and back. Um, yeah, we can't see that. So what can, what can we see? Nope, we can't say that. We can't say that. Uh, so our next big game is going to be Craig Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, and it is like a dragon. Uh, so yeah, if you have any thoughts on Yakuza Like a Dragon, it is Christmas time, and that means it's time to punch people in the face as an angry Japanese man. Don't celebrate it outside of video games. 